Welcome to the Western Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, what's so, in the cooler? Uh, oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Sports, 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 sports side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome back to the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. I am joined by my Survivor Series team, Matt, Jim, and Mike. And we are here on our new format for our weekly episodes. Um, this is a little bit of a different episode. Uh, we're going to call this a uh, Extra Credit Week, if you will. And uh, it's a bonus episode. Um, so we're going to be going over a little bit of homework adjacent. Matt's going to be giving us some extra credit where we can dive in uh, a little deeper to the current product and everything that's going on in wrestling. Um, so I'm super excited because there's some big things that that's happened in the world of wrestling. Um, that being said, what's in the cooler as usual, Matt, what do you got as you're taking a sip? And oh, I man, ask. you caught me so off guard. Uh, I am here with a, a little brother of a staple of ours. So we've spoken about Industrial Arts Brewing Company, which has a, uh, a satellite brewery here in Beacon, New York, but also um, off in Rockland County, they have their kind of like mothership, if you will. But we've talked about Wrench before. This is Pocket Wrench. So Pocket Wrench is kind of the little brother of Wrench. It is a pale ale as opposed to your traditional like hazy IPA. Um, and I always like that it's it's labeled as fluffy and tropical mist on the can. So it's a good one. It's only 4.5%. So a little small, but uh, Pocket Wrench is mine this week, fellas. Yeah. I like the fluffy description too. I never know what it, it means, but I, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what's in your cooler? Oh boy, you guys are gonna be excited! I have a Labatt Blue Light Seltzer, uh, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills one. It's called QB One. Is raspberry, lemon, and cherry flavors. It's uh, tastes just like that. Man. Does, I, it, I, does it yeah. taste like you're drinking Josh Allen? It, it does. <laughs> yeah. Funny you mentioned that because I've paired it with uh, the Josh Allen cereal here. <laughs> Josh is Jack. So hold on one second. If you hear this noise during the show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear it? That's me chewing on these Fruit Loops like uh, cereal. So, actually, that's the last of it. So, all right, <laughs> Mike, what's in your beautiful, cooler? beautiful? I'm jealous. I want some Josh's Jacks. Uh, I got a night shift brewing company craft light lager, and the cover kind of looks like light bright uh, oh. of an owl. I like that. Yeah. It's a it's a craft light lager. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but it's a 4.3 percent. It's it's an easy goer, and it's uh, going down pretty easy. And I'm gonna drink some more. You guys laugh, but my uh, seltzer is the highest uh, alcohol content so far. So, hmm. <laughs> what was the alcohol content on that? I got 5.0. Oh. All you guys hanging in the fours tonight. I'm gonna beat oh. you because uh, I've got a Lagunitas Hazy Wonder. Um, I'm always sold on the can art and, uh, this is a little 12 ouncer, 6%. Uh, there we go. I don't know. I, they can do me no wrong. And, uh, it's got a nice little yellow tab that does not have the dog in it. Don't they usually Ooh. have the dog? 
They do have. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm digging the yellow tab. Right. It's, ama- it's amazing. Usually 6% is not enough to win on this show, but tonight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> tonight. It's a it's an off week, if you will, yeah. uh, on our new format. So uh, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at Extra Cooler. Uh, the other guys are on there, too. Uh, also, our Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. And uh, don't forget to check out the Pod Foundation. Um, our, our buddies at the Turnbuckle Tavern, they've got a show every every day of the week, I think, at this point. Um, but, uh, if you're paying any attention to AEW, you better be paying attention to their show. And then of course, uh, the Chick Foley show, they're holding it down, covering everything, uh, that you can imagine. So, uh, I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to talk about everything that's happened. But first I texted the guys right before we recorded that I wanted to play a little game. Um, and I hope I didn't make you guys too nervous, but I found a book, um, from my childhood and it's actually warped with some some water damage. Oh yeah, at some point in life, and, you're gonna get uh, mold, you're gonna get mold in your lungs, guaranteed. Oh, it's terrible! It's uh, it's called Championship Wrestling by George Napolitano, and uh, it was George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> it was it was only you would know who he is. Um, it was published in 1991. And uh, in it, it's got basically the introduction to wrestling. Uh, we've got superstars, the growth of wrestling in the gym, uh, tag team chapter and uh, a women's chapter. It's, it's real weird and it's real out there. And it is any wrestler that you can imagine his name is misspelt in. Um, oh, so I what <laughs> I want to do is I'm going to go to a chapter in the book and I'm going to pick a superstar and I'm going to leave their name out of the paragraph of the book. And you guys can can guess and see if you you can guess who it is that we are talking about. I'm game, um, I'm game for that. You know, gonna win because I'm bizarre. I, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to start up. off. I, I was going to start off easier. <laughs> but in the, in the be, in the beginning, uh, it starts off with like, you know, the big players. Um, Hogan, Macho Man, Warrior, Flair, Sting. Uh, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to flip over into the later pages of the superstars. All right. Everyone, I'm going to read it. Uh, everyone agrees that this superstar is an outstanding athlete who knows his way around wrestling ring. The six foot two tall, 248 pounder from Minnesota, who was the AWA world champion. Mr. Perfect. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Where were you on that one, Mikey? You work great. Uh, 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 <laughs> well, I, I told her to Mike, do one by one. Mikey's favorite wrestler. I thought we were doing <laughs> one by one. I don't no, know. Buzzer not working yeah, yeah, come on. His buzzer's not working over there. <laughs> oh, <it's a> buzzer. <laughs> so actually, this is one of those things that I picked this one because I can remember reading this as a kid and um, it's not li- he's not listed as Mr. Perfect. The big bold headline is Kurt Henning. And uh, that always, you know, threw me off. Um do they, spell, do they spell headache right? Is it? Do they have Henning or they? No, 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 no. At no, oh, they, in, in they got that thing. one right. Oh, wow. right. Ready? Uh, hold on. The pages are are stuck together. Um, yeah, water. Okay. They, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> don't worry. The women's pages don't get that interesting. <laughs> uh, Missy Hyatt in there. Already. Here's another one. I'm I'm headed into the uh, the tag teams real quick. Um, Big and brawny, these two will never win an award for etiquette, 
They're brawlers beep, in the true beep, sense beep. of the world. <laughs> Twin <laughs> no. Towers? Nope. The two are from New York City, Hell's Kitchen to be precise, and they enjoy hurting people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, blank, says through, through a mouth, mouth of missing teeth. We are in the wrestling business for <laughs> one nasty reason boys. only. Yes. <laughs> the nasty boys. <laughs> see, right, you I, see I thought they were from Allentown, Pennsylvania. That's what... <laughs> yeah. I know. I was a little thrown off by the Hell's Kitchen. Um, okay. Last one. Ready? Uh, let me read out the paragraph, too, because it's just kind of funny. Uh, this tag team comes with a cloudy history. They have been rule breakers at times and fan favorites at times. This wrestler comes from famous wrestling family. His father Heart and five brothers. Baby. My favorite part about it is the spelling is B R E T T H A R T E. I've never, I've, I've always seen Brett the heart misspelled, but, but heart misspelled is a first, uh, so I'll, uh, I'm going to keep this book at my my uh, podcast station and uh, maybe we'll break it out at a later date. Uh, I, love, I like it. <laughs> so uh, that being said, let's head over to our uh, homework adjacent. And what I ask the guys to do is uh, come up with their favorite um, in your house pay-per-view. So we're coming off of the uh, Mind Games pay-per-view. Uh, where we covered Shawn Michaels versus Mankind, so I figured let's let's piggyback off of that and let's each bring up a uh, a stellar in your house pay per view. Now, uh, again, the best part about these are that they're short and sweet, um, and it's amazing to to be able to do that. So I uh, I came up with the idea, so I had to throw the first one out there, but I'm gonna let someone else go uh, and present their in your house match. Who wants to go first? I'll take it. Let's do it. So I chose in your house 13, which is final four. So mm. this is from February of 1996. And this is apropos for the shirt that Nick is wearing today with uh, the Shawn Michaels lost his smile. Cause it's coming right out of Michaels vacating the title. Um, you've got the big final four match, which, um, which puts Vader up against Bret Hart, Undertaker and um, yeah, uh, Stone Cold. Yes, Stone Cold. Yeah, of course. The one I the one I forget is only the biggest wrestler <laughs> in the world. So right, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was some strange rules to the to the final four match um, where you had to be eliminated over the top rope, even though it was kind of treated as like a normal fatal four that. way that you would see. So it was a bit clunky at times, but the match was really good. Vader gets his eye busted open from a chair shot to the head um, after a big boot from from Undertaker. So he is like, if you remember back then, they put his bloody face on the front of Raw magazine and it yeah. was it was crazy. So, uh, of course there's a little cheating spot from Bret Hart as he gives a low, oh. low blow to <laughs> Vader, but I picked a pay-per-view where Bret Hart goes over, man. So, uh, yeah. I get some extra points for that. Right. And if, if, on I the may, under if I may, if I may about the, uh, the rules of that match, it's over the top because those were the final four in the Royal Rumble that year. Right. Yes. yes. And they're kind of doing a redo because of the, uh, shenanigans that went on in that Royal Rumble with stone cold being eliminated and coming back to, uh, toss Bret Hart and win the thing. 
Exactly. Exactly. So um, on the undercard, though, you have Triple H, well, Hunter Hearst Helmsley at this point versus The Rock or Rocky Maivia for the IC title. And this is where China makes her debut. And she actually chokes out Marlena from the crowd and they sell it like it's a fan and uh, they they sell it huge. So another uh, little little drop in the final four bucket for me. But I thought it was a good one. I rewatched it this week and uh, that's what I'm putting up. Yeah, so I think, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it's interesting before Jim gives his um, Matt's picked the earliest in your house pay-per-view uh, out of the four of us as his favorite. So uh, Jim, go for it. Yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. Um, <clears throat> my uh, in your house is, I think I, what number was yours, Matt? 13. I think right. mine's, yeah. mine's 14. Yours right after. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, the WrestleMania is between the two. Um, and I picked mine. It's the uh, the revenge of the taker. It's from April, uh, what, nineteen ninety seven. Yep. Yeah. And this was I picked this. It's not necessarily the best in your house, but it was when I got back into wrestling. It was the first pay per view I watched after getting back into it. So that's always kind of special. It's like uh, how you know WrestleMania seven was the first pay per view I watched when I first got into wrestling. So it always has a place in my heart. And I actually remembering remember watching it at Mikey Workrate's house. Um, I think his parents ordered it for us. And, uh, you know, it has one of the all-time great debuts in wrestling history. I think when, uh, if you're talking about the all-time Mount Rushmore, I mean, Rockabilly has to be on that, uh, Mount Rushmore <laughs> and, and, and I can remember watching that and, uh, we were, like, is all I got. You know, we were like, what the hell Rockabilly? Come on out Rockabilly. <laughs> no, but the, uh, card itself is actually in Rochester, New York, which is my, uh, current place of residence so it's kind of interesting to see the uh the arena that, that all is. the, the pay-per-views and the house shows cycle through now um and i was kind of wondering maybe uh brody lee was in attendance there who knows maybe but uh. um there's some interesting matches on the card you got like it opens with lod against uh bulldog and owen for the titles you got brett versus stone cold and rematch as the main event undertaker mankind it's got a title match and all of this in about like an hour and 50 minutes so it's again it's not the greatest card but it's fun it's you're in you're out you get some good matches and it's that uh you know it's that year we talk about a lot on the show 1997 where things are starting to to click for the wwf yeah no pun intended Pun intended. To click. <laughs> no, so, no pun intended. I'm I'm gonna go next because uh, we're just gonna keep with the theme of chronological order. And uh, my in your house choice is probably actually one of my favorite pay per views. And uh, it is uh, in your house sixteen Canadian Stampede. Um, this has probably, in my opinion, one of the hottest crowds that I've ever seen in wrestling. Oh, without um, a doubt, that's I, Canada. Yeah, it's it's from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and it's uh, from July 1997. For those of you that don't know, and the only thing worth talking about is is the main event. I mean, there's other stuff to talk about, but the main event is just is amazing. You've got the Hart Foundation, so you've got Brett, Brian Pillman, British Bulldog, Owen, and the Anvil, and they're facing off against Shamrock, Goldust. LOD and Stone Cold. I mean, like what a pairing. You've got these Americans who like they've somehow figured out a way to go to Canada and have the Canadian crowd still be behind the bad guys. It's uh it's like something that you you don't ever see anymore. Um 
it's it's amazing booking. The match is about 25 minutes long and it's it closes the show and it is well worth watching. It's um, like Stone Cold getting cuffed at the end of that. Yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. It's like the crowd loves it too. It's so good. Oh, it's that amazing. Is, that is objectively speaking, probably the best in your house. Just, I mean, just for the crowd. Yes. It's so funny that it's like a five on five match as a main event, right. which is pretty uncommon, that, but it that works pairing, so well. That, that pairing, Shamrock, Goldust, LOD, and then Stone Cold. It's just, you got this random assortment of guys. Yes. Um, like gold dust in there just is so weird. It was so bizarre, if you will. <laughs> that speaks to the uh, roster at the if time. You it will. Deep. If you will. <laughs> if you and um oh, I have one thing I want to say about that. Um on my bucket list with you guys is forget about like wrestle going to WrestleMania's or whatever, wherever it is, Vegas, SummerSlam. I want to go to a wrestling event. I don't care what it is. In Calgary, I think that would be uh, yeah. the best. That You've is, said you know, that for a while now. Yeah, no, that would be, I think, the coolest thing. We could go visit the dungeon and, you know. <laughs> get, hey, get stretched. Yeah, make it work. Get stretched. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> Mike, what is your uh, in your house? Now, I almost wanted to choose well, the in your house that had the crybaby match with Razor <laughs> and One Two Three Kid, where the <laughs> the loser has to get powdered and fed a bottle. <laughs> that was a real thing. Go look it up. Yes. Uh... No, but I, I I digress. I could not choose that one. I chose the 18th in your house, which is Bad Blood. Notable for the first ever Hell in a Cell match between The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, which was an amazing match. Amazing. Uh, it's probably the best Hell in a Cell match, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I agree. At least it's my favorite. I agree with that. And uh, not only that. Um, You've got uh, Doc you know, Hendricks as an interviewee. So, yeah. I mean, how can you go wrong? Now, I want to talk a little about the undercard first because uh, Jim's favorite wrestler, Del Wilkes, is in this oh. in a flag match <laughs> with a Vader. Oh, uh, versus... Why? <laughs> yeah, oh. Teaming with, Bla- oh, with teaming. Vader. Teaming, so. yeah. teaming with a Vader. Uh, they face Brett and the British Bulldog in a flag match that went 23 minutes long. That's probably about 23 oh minutes too long. I like that uh, Del Wilkes was like on like a three-week contract, three-month yeah. contract, yeah. and he yeah. strictly flag matches. Like, yeah. <laughs> Eight matches uh, total, like seven of them flag matches. Yeah. Again, speaks to the depth of the roster in 1997. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, another notable thing about a uh, Bad Blood, this the same day Pillman passed away passed away earlier right. that day which was uh crazy um yeah they mentioned know. it on air right, right. Mm-hmm. like just brief like in passing yeah. they mentioned right it. yeah i think because they like still didn't know the details and everything it's it's right it's nuts yeah. they said they say uh oh we'll we'll let you know more about it tomorrow we don't have any yeah. details right now oh man it's uh, a crazy news item to drop it just keep yeah. going on but right yeah, and uh, of course Kane's debut at the end right. of the Hell in the Cell match, which is might be uh, it's definitely in the top three debuts yes. of all time, uh, just because of how crazy it was, you know. And uh, yeah, the build was perfect. To Kane. Huge, huge builds. They hyped him up for months, and you know it's awesome. And the ending, and then Sean yeah. wins to 
to go to Survivor Series for the uh, screw job. Yeah, I like it. So, all right, just to recap our uh, our favorite in your house pay per views, we've got uh, in your house thirteen final four, in your house fourteen revenge of the taker, uh, in your house sixteen can. Canadian Stampede and then Bad Blood in your house um, from all from 1997 and uh, yeah definitely recommend checking those out especially uh, the matches that we spoke about because uh, they're well worth your time. I'm surprised no one picked uh, in your house Degeneration X with uh, Michaels versus Ken Shamrock as the main event, which is such a weird, <laughs> weird so event. weird, so should've weird. Should have been Owen Hart, and that would be one of the that would be a, oh, oh 100. After the screwdriver, that would have been amazing. Should have been. Without a doubt. Uh, all right. So that's our homework at Jace. I'm going to hand it over to Matt for his uh, extra cooler, extra credit, top three. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, and Turnbuckle Tavern. We're committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date with all of our shows. We're back this week. I'm happy to say this week instead of having to say this episode, but we're back this week for another extra credit with the extra cooler top three. So the extra cooler top three spotlights are top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling and brought to you by pro which is your one-stop shop for all your favorite wrestling stars, merch, including the extra cooler show. So go visit and support at pro backslash extra cooler show. Let's dive right in with some quick honorable mentions this week and a get well soon goes out to triple H who had a quote unquote cardiac event and then had a, uh, a routine heart procedure <laughs> if there is such a thing. And, uh, he has been away from, from WWE has been away from NXT. And, uh, I wonder if the, the rumors of, of Vince coming in and taking over are a result of that or not, but um, we'll throw our, our best well wishes out to triple H as we um, move into a little more NXT chat here. So we saw Samoa Joe relinquishing the title and uh, I put a little poll up on my, my Instagram story and uh, questioning whether that was a work or a shoot. And I found it interesting that both Mikey Workrate and uh, Mr. Extra Cooler over here both voted for shoot. So uh, what's really? your take guys? Really? I thought the same really? thing. I didn't know you were going to put us on blast there. Oh, I'm putting you on You're blast. <laughs> well, so first of all, we didn't say this, um, but, all four of us right now are recording this as the uh, main event is airing Ooh. right now. So it's about nine 30 on Tuesday night. So when you listen to this, you might hear us like out of nowhere, just be like, Oh, so-and-so won or drop that. So, um, done. I don't know. I, I was just messing with you with the poll. I didn't really have an opinion um, it's gonna be because I don't, I don't, I hope it's beat done, <laughs> um, but we can get there later. Uh, I was just messing with you on yeah. the poll. 
I, you're trying to be like Matt, I think, right? Where he's uh-huh. usually like the uh, pot, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe it's a, that's yeah. right. <laughs> there's a one guys, guys. There's a point zero zero one percent chance happening, <laughs> yeah. but Kevin Owens is going to end SummerSlam with Adam Cole raising his hand. I'm still holding a grudge about that not happening. Oh man, we there's there was some Kevin Owens uh, news this week as well, and uh, we we won't spend too much time. But let's just say there's more contract confusion going on in the world of WWE, and it involves one Kevin Owens and his uh, his Twitter fun that he's been having as well. But let's drop into the real top three, and let's start off with the Mick Foley WWE We've Got a Problem video. Did anybody see this one? <laughs> I mean, the guy nailed it on the head. He's Absolutely. he's got to be one of the one of the most respected people in the business. I've got to imagine, and um, for him to come out and say that, I think he was is is trying to wake up WWE. How how else could yeah. you take it? Um, the rumors are flying that like people backstage were not happy about it. It's like guess what? The guy doesn't work for you anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the guy Should the guy be left with to your go product. Yeah, but but not even that. The guy left to go wrestle in Impact like in the twilight of his career. So he doesn't he doesn't give a crap of no. what he's gonna say. We um, spent we spent the entire last episode praising the wrestling brain of Mick Foley. Yes. So it's you know it's not this <laughs> wasn't like a shocking thing to hear him say. Oh but, but but what I think is funny is that like you said that people backstage were supposedly butthurt about this. But that gets to the problem with the WWE, right? Where it's probably a bunch of yes men all you know yes. patting each other on the back and just going along with business as usual. And then they hear something like that. And that's that's what you need to be successful. You need people to say, no, this is wrong. Fix it. Do better. Absolutely. So this well is thank you, Mick Foley. Yes. This is essentially Mick Foley saying that WWE has a legit problem on their hands with AEW, with all of the signings that are happening, with all out coming out and just blowing the doors off the joint. And now we had a really strong dynamite back this, this past week as well, which saw some Malachi Black against um Dustin, you know, it's just seeing more blood out of Dustin, which is crazy. Um, you know, MJF and some Cincinnati promos, the, the elite and Adam Cole showing up, Mox and Minoru Suzuki, like just a crazy, another stacked end to end AEW in, in my, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, there's one thing that I wanted to get through and, and it, I don't know why it clicked in my head. So this whole like competition thing that people are are building up between AEW and WWE, it's fine and everything. Some people need that. Some people like that. Um, but if you think back to uh, when the Monday Night War started, right, and, and Hogan turned at Bash to the Beach, and I can't take credit for this because I heard it on Masked Man Show, he put it perfectly. You know what WWE put out the next night on Monday Night Raw to open their show? The what? Godwins. <laughs> Hog and Pig, or whatever they were called. <laughs> so so to, expect, right. to expect an immediate response is foolish from anybody um, because WWE has well, looked you at one. a... Right, they did. And, and that's awesome. Um, and I'm so, so happy. But for these people that expect we'll get to, that. to change overnight are out of their mind. So 
let's move directly to story number two, which was SmackDown emanating from the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. And oh man, I felt like for the first time in as long as I can remember, we had a WWE show actually come out and punch you in the face continuously throughout the entire show. And I thought it was, it was really awesome. That SmackDown was a great, great, great wrestling show. Um, from beginning to end, they told great stories. Um, and I, I texted Matt this cause we were talking about it. SmackDown has got uh, WWE has gotten dumped on recently, but SmackDown has been a, a pretty solid show. Yes. It's not perfect. And it's not on the level of AEW. I'm not saying that, but that show, that two hour show that they put out every Friday from what I've seen has been very entertaining in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, Friday night, end of the work week, last thing I want to do is tell my wife, Hey, let's sit down and watch SmackDown. Yeah. It, it's certainly something that I don't normally watch in the moment. And well, no. I never, I never do. Cause a, the, the hashtag with a life, right. So right. get the kids to bed and then I'll sit down and I'll fast forward through the beginning of it and, and get caught up to speed is typically how, I'll, how I will watch it. But this one came straight out the gate heavy where we had um, Roman come out and essentially say that he, he runs WWE, he runs Madison square garden and ultimately runs uh, sports entertainment. So, yeah. and then we get lumberjack lumberjack Brock, which man I am here for. He sounded really awesome on the mic, which <laughs> yeah. I did not expect at all. So really awesome to just kind of have that segment all come together. Um, the tease with the, the Paul Heyman story and all of it seems to be, really just fun but if we don't talk about one other thing we have to talk about which i think is absolute booking genius whoever thought of the idea please give them a raise but um when Sami Zayn brings out the most hated man in new york if anybody watches <laughs> basketball and trey young oh my god it blew the top off for me yeah. and i thought it was just heel work personified and absolutely incredible it, it was really well done. Um, and, you know, you, I feel like WWE does this a lot. And that's okay. Um, but that this was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Now, um, I do have to say I was a little disappointed in the New York fans, which I guess aren't all Knicks fans. Right. I guess we can assume. Half that. of them probably didn't know who he was. There's that possibility. But we did not get a expletive. Trey Young yeah. chant like we got at Madison Square Garden during the playoffs. Yeah. And this is coming from four Knicks fans. So you have right. to take it with a grain of salt that we may be a little butthurt from uh from the playoffs this year. But right. the little subtle right. the little subtle thing of Sami Zayn coming out in a Knicks jersey, but not not a Knicks jersey that you would normally see. It's not a Randall yeah. jersey. It's not, it's it's not anybody big, but it's a Kevin Knox jersey. This is like the guy at the end of the bench that had supposedly had all this talent, but isn't playing a lick. So I mean, yeah. man, you you should you should have seen it coming if you're a Knicks fan and and seeing this uh this turn coming, but oh my god, whoever uh whoever booked Trey Sammy. Young. Yeah. Whoever booked Trey Young, give him a give him a raise. I love it. Yes. Agreed. It just added to the whole show. The whole SmackDown show was great. And then to add in on top of it, the uh, 
Edge and Seth Rollins story, um, which is it's just a really good story in wrestling that's being told. And I almost feel like it's not getting enough credit because uh, you almost expect this out of the two of these guys. Right. Um, I think like seeing things on Twitter afterwards, the biggest letdown of the night was as per usual, not giving the women much of a chance. Right. Um, and especially women waiting back in Zelina Vega. Bingo. Yep. Especially Zelina Vega. And apparently the, the match was, was scheduled and got cut. So uh, a big disappointment to not get Zelina out there whose father was part of the yeah. first responders from what I understand at, at nine yes. 11 and this show taking place on, on the 10th. So, um, man, this, this one was certainly disappointing for, for Zelina. I hope they uh, pay her back in in the long run. Yeah. I feel bad. And then coming down to the end of the night, we get what we all assumed after the tease from last week and the demon King Finn Balor makes his triumphant return in the face paint and uh, comes face to face with Roman to kind of end to, to end off the night. So uh, again, I thought a really, really strong showing from, from uh, WWE with, with story number two and SmackDown from MSG, but let's head to story. Number one, fellas, we have a brand new WWE champion with big E on a Monday night raw coming out and, teasing us with a tweet or, or telling us with a tweet that he's going to cash in on the, uh, the main event of the evening, which was a title match between Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton. And sure enough, we get a brand new champ and man, you'll love to see it. Uh, it you know, first thing I, I can't help but think, did they do this for a reason? Did it have anything to do with AEW? Did it have anything to do with competing against Monday night football? I don't know. I think but more was, so football than AEW. I don't know. I maybe I'm buying into it. Maybe it's the Mick Foley thing that's like ringing in right. my ear. Right. But like he, they were called out by a legend. Then they have an extremely strong MSG show. The timing of it was perfect, and you know that they're going to bring it heavy when they come to MSG and New York in particular. And then on top of that, we've had these these teases of Big E mocking right. and joking and laughing at Paul Heyman for the last few weeks on SmackDown. So it feels like this was a, in case of emergency break glass kind of scenario yes. where they went and turned things all upside down and they abandoned some storyline that they were thinking of with, with Biggie and Roman or Biggie and Paul or wherever that was going. And it came back to, all right, let's shift it over. Let's go right. to raw. Let's try to inject some, some fun new things on raw and uh, essentially rein, re reuniting the new day. So I don't know. It feels like a, in case of emergency break glass. See, I don't know. I think it was the whole plan all along to, for him to go to raw and, and beat Lashley for it. Cause yeah, it just makes, makes sense, you know, with the new day there and Romans got other fish to fry, you know? Right. I'll agree with that. I just think it was a little premature. Um, Maybe. And not not in the sense of like viewing it because I enjoyed it, um, but maybe on their part they pulled it premature. Are you saying like maybe they could have done it on like a SummerSlam or a yeah uh, or I don't I don't know Survivor Series or something. I don't know. It just seems interesting that they they built Bobby Lashley for all these months. I mean, when did he win the title? Like it, he's had that title for a while. He just defeated, before WrestleMania. 
Right. It was back in March, I believe. Right. From the Miz. Right. Right. So that's a pretty, you know, good amount of time that he's had it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, I, th- I think he had a really strong title reign. And yeah. if, if it's over or not, you know, you never know right. how long this is going to go. Know. But like I give Nikki it cross. <laughs> yeah. I, I give it a strong four cans in the cooler for uh, him carrying us through the last. Oh, you know, however many months it's been. So it's really a, a strong, you know, and especially for somebody that a few months maybe a yeah. year or two years back. Oh, like, yeah. Nobody gave Awful. a shit about it. was an Alana storyline. Right. Oh God, oh, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, but um, and then his maybe sisters, his, maybe that that's a good with thing. His sisters. Yeah. So well, it's all, that? it's all over because we've got a guy who pretty much everybody has been like clamoring for and hoping that he would become the next WWE champion. And I think like, one of the most necessary things, and I don't, I don't know why I always think this way, but if you're going to have two top belts, I think it's cool and and, and titles, whatever you want to call them (laughs) straps. I think it's important to have um, for an extended period of time, not two heels holding that, you know, you've got Roman who is holding it down clearly. um, And I hope he continues to hold it down, but you know, it's a nice change of pace. I think, um, yeah. because it kind of felt like Bobby Lashley and MVP were Roman and Paul Heyman light, mm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, it's going to be a nice change of pace. And, uh, Big E just seems like one of the coolest, most down to earth guys Absolutely. On, uh, in the business. Um, yeah, from what you hear. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited to see what's next and hopefully yeah. it's not just him giving the belt back because that's, that's the worst. Yes. Completely agree. They better not do that. They won't. So who, if you have your choice and keep in mind that we have a draft set for October 1st, SmackDown and October 4th, Raw, who are you putting Biggie in a feud with like his first <sighs> long extended feud? I'm just like, throwing this one out there. Like after, after he gets out of the Lashley stuff, cause you know, there's going to be like Lashley backlash for a while. Uh, You'd imagine. But, and then again, yeah. they could, they could just change that by putting Lashley on SmackDown or something. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't thought of that. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm, I'm you still really put me on the spot. I'm, I'm trying a little to think stumped. of like a, I'm a little stumped as to I, where they go. And yeah. you know, you've got this, uh, you know, he's talked about Goldberg being his like dream match. And I wonder if they give him that much, but um, yeah, I don't know where you come with a long extended storyline and I'm, I'm interested to see where it all goes. And uh, a, a little, a little nugget in the, promo where um mvp is talking to to um to to big e and at one point he said maybe you're here maybe you're scared of brock lesnar and immediately bobby lashley in the background goes i'm not and i thought that was really telling and maybe we get a uh, a bobby lesnar match which i feel like has been spoken about for for quite some time now so we'll see where it goes but um we had a fun week of wrestling i hope it continues to be as strong as it is and wwe can build some momentum but um i know we didn't talk about AEW a lot but man they're they're just hitting home runs so i hope it all continues to push each other and uh we continue to get some really great wrestling for for all of us out there but cool yeah let's uh let's pass it back to you nick and take us home all right so um we put up in the poll uh, some ECW matches for our next match. And uh, this match, uh, we kind of lied to everybody when we said we were going to be a weekly show, but Matt is uh, 
taking a much deserved vacation with his family. So we won't be back next week, but we will be returning uh, the last week of September with an ECW match where we'll be covering Living Dangerously from 1999, Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam for the television championship match. Um, it's my pick, and, baby. Yeah. Mike threw this match out there and it won. So that's what's going up there. Um, that being said, before I move forward, I've got to mention it. And cause I think it's interesting and it just happened. We mentioned that we were all watching NXT and, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is your, your new NXT champion. Um, Man, I am, I, 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 I'm a few seconds behind all of you guys and I'm sorry if right I just now. one, two, three. <laughs> So, I, uh, I'm kind of bummed because I really wanted Pete Dunn to win this. Same. Um, as long as I, it wasn't Von Wagner. <laughs> we were watching this in the background, and I think we all gave each other a look trying to figure out who this Von Wagner guy is um, <laughs> because I have no clue yeah. what happened to Kyle O'Reilly in this match. Um, but I'm sure it's going to come out somewhere. And I'm guessing Von so, Wagner took him out. Yeah, I, I have no clue. I must have missed that unless it happened very early on when I was putting my son to bed. Um, but here we have it. Tomasa Champa, your new NXT champ. I think if you were going to start a new era of uh, NXT, I think Pete Dunne would have been a better suited champion, if you ask me. I fully expected it. And and initially he was the youngest guy in the uh, in the match here. And, uh, yeah. the, you know, the the Wagner in, in injection uh, threw it off a little bit, but your NXT 2.0. Do we have to say that every single time now? I don't think that will ever stick. Let's hope it doesn't stick, but it's on everything. Um, you know, they were going to do this because they weren't, they like building him with Joe, you mm-hmm. know, like at the end of last week's episode. So I don't know. I don't really understand it. Um, well, nothing against to- Champa, but. I'm excited to watch it back and to hear a crowd response for it and to see of what course. happens. So uh, another, let's hope another uh, fun night of wrestling. So, yeah. So again, we're going to be covering an ECW match from living dangerously 1999. I already watched it once. I'll probably watch it again uh, because man, this is some classic stuff. Uh, it literally feels like I'm watching it right off the VHS player. Um <laughs> So hopefully you guys will join us in the last week of September for that. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and our Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Uh, we've got some some new shirts, a new shirt, I should say, that I'm going to be putting on our ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Extra Cooler Show site. It's a, a little in-your-house inspired. Uh, I kind of felt the need to do it after this episode. And uh While you're at it, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, follow the Pod Foundation. Cheers, guys. This was fun. Cheers, fellas. Later. See ya. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. (laughs) Right, so uh, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, (laughs) this blew my mind. (laughs) The rhino, the rhino's on (laughs) you. Extra credit. Extra credit. Now, now.